This is brutal power, wrapped in an elegant machine. Welcome back, darling. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Gate holes months ago. Go red and look at him go. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. Brother Bush, it is 15, Lance Clare. She is a good horse, like Harry said. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay puffed? He'd stay till closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy had the pull to whip. It's coming again. That's Dex. He loves it and wins. What an outstanding racehorse. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office Preview Podcast. You know the racing is heating up when you've done notes for the podcast. I've done. I've got all sorts of fun facts. I've got a lot of fun facts about the Lightning, yeah. What a race. Yeah, it was an interesting race, so I was, I'm happy to dig around and happy to look at old Lightnings too. So I've done... How much backhand handicapping did you do? I, I reckon I've rated the Lightning of 10 years ago, the Black Caviar Hay list, the real one, the, the good one. The I've, real one. I reckon I've bothered, I've gone back and wiped it and started again on that one. 15 times in. <laughs> Where'd you <laughs> just land? Just for fun. Have you, have you it always able? comes up with the same answer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just fun to do it. <laughs> I think that is the fastest race I've... I mean, she did... TJ at Ramwick, similar, and the new market, she was about that fast. And the when Mellum rode her, was that her first group one when Mellum rode her? She was similar fast. So she was there. There was a 12-month patch there where she was almost there all the time. And then that lightning was after that in amongst um, some lesser ratings. Actually, I was I tweeted something about that last night and someone said to me that backing up from 1,400 and going that fast might have actually left a mark. And when you look at her, it's not a bad theory because when you look at her ratings, um, that one does stand out, but it's my favourite. It's interesting you mentioned that because the back-in trip, we've seen it with a few. Obviously, trapeze artist back-in trip for the TJ off the guineas. It's viewed as a bad thing, back-in trip, but then it did produce her best-ever performance, right? Yeah, I mean, that would be open for, for some debate whether it was her best ever, but I think it was, if it wasn't her best ever, it was equal to, I think. 134 time figure. Yeah, you can actually make that a little bit quicker if you want to play games too. I reckon Haylist running second in that Lightning in the 10 years since, I don't think, how many English listeners do we have to this podcast? Probably who, probably none. Who cares anyway? I don't think there's a horse in the, on the planet that's run a thousand metres quicker than him in the 10 years since. Batash no. is the one. Like, He'd bury Batash. Yeah. I mean, Batash's best was, he was enigmatic, which I love. His best was very fast. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's a really good lightning on Saturday and we're talking about 10-year-old hypotheticals. <laughs> well, she, to me, she's the best ever. Here. Oh, yeah. Obviously not better than Frankel, but... Yeah, oh, oh. she's the best horse I've rated here, for sure. So she's got a good addition of her race on the ten-year anniversary of that. It's a, it's a, it's a ripper, and I think all the um, positive press that it's getting is is well deserved. I think you're you're entitled to get excited about this. So that was some of my other crawling around was um, finding races that have had four horses rated one twenty-five or better pre-race going in. So um, you because you can find them where horses have gone on to be that good later on but um to find them going in on paper like this it's pretty rare i only found a handful of them 
just to for people that aren't aware of what 125 means, what does it actually mean in layman's terms? Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, like that's a, a time form rating and for no reason other than it just feels right to me, 125 is sort of the number I have always have in my head as like a, a group one performance. If you can run to 125, you can run competitively pretty much in group ones anywhere in the world. That's a that's a pretty good world class heuristic rule of thumb, whatever. So I always I always keep that in my head as a bit of a a barrier. Yeah. So to have four of them, I mean, I, I crawled around. I found Ocean Park's Cox Plate. So Ocean Park was rated 125 when he won the Cox Plate, and he beat All Too Hard, Piero, More Joyous, and Shootout, who were all rated better than 125. So that was elite. That was an elite race. Winx's best Cox Plate. She was rated 132, and Hartner 128. Vadamos was 125, and then there was a bunch of Bart, Lucia, Happy Clapper was sort of 120. They were just off it. So, I mean, that's splitting airs. You're giving us a lot of credit. If you th- if you think you can rate a horse 124 and know for certain that he's not 125, you're, um, you're overconfident. So that was, I mean, as I said, splitting airs. It was probably a um, at least as exciting going in, wasn't it? And they were all 50s. Yeah. Yeah, they were that good and no chance. Um, and even the year before that, she there was a lot of horses in that 123-4. That was her first Cox Plate. When it was all over at the turn. Yeah. When I bet against her because she was, um, for starters, just coming off an Epsom. and That never worked. Yeah, she was a bit she was a bit flash and she looked good, but she was, um, you know, this is this is harder again. And then she drew, you know, she drew the fence and she's going to get back and buried and she'll never get out of there. And then the rail was red hot and she got the saloon up there for Huey and beat them by a thousand metres and ran a time figure. Probably talking about the black caviar time figure before, I think. Winx's first Cox Plate and her second, her first two Cox Plates were um, in the same ballpark from memory. So, took you a while to believe it, though, didn't it? Yeah, I took some convincing. So that race as well had um, Highland Reel in it. So he went on to be at least you know better than that, but he wasn't at the time. Is that when we took fifties? Yeah, yeah. And then there's been a couple of um, the 2014 VRC Classic was Terravista beating Chautauqua Lankan Rupee, Buffering and Slade Power, who'd won a July Cup but couldn't keep up here. Um, so that was that was probably as exciting as well. But yeah, as I said, that's it's it's elite. It's elite, and it's very rare to to find races like this. So when you do, you um you should enjoy them. Deserves and a I hoopla. will. Yeah, it'll get a good race, I think, as well. That's the other thing. It's not just that there's four big horses and, and that's being unfair to not mention Gitra and, and even the Inferno to some extent and Profiteer finds himself in the market there. Wow, he looks like he's got a, a big task ahead of him, Profiteer, but fair enough. Um he had something. So I mean it's um it's not just having four horses rated that well, it's it's there's a bit below them as well and there's also the fact that they hit it. It's not that they're rated that in the distant past and they're, you know, they're, it's all they're on tired leg. They're all there. You could make a case for all four of them running to that level or better on Saturday. Like they're there to do it. So that's um, that's probably what gives it even that extra bit of punch. Yeah, because you see, sometimes obviously early in the carnival, you have horses resuming, and you have a good bunch of horses, but it's not exactly their race that day. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're here, these are here to. Um, they're there to win. They're big, high-rated horses, and they're going to a race that they're pre- all have a pretty good chance of running a big high rating in. I suppose 1,000 metres might feel a little funny for Mars Crusader, but he's yeah. got an angle because he's going to be the, you know, they're all going to be out there running fast and he's going to be playing the the dirty cheap sniper at the finish there, which is, you know... Down the straight, mate. He'll settle closer. 
Well, yeah. I if mean, he, he can, does. If he can keep I up. I know he beat like lesser horses, Amish boy and, and what have you, when he, when he won first up last prep. But he got himself out of a horrible spot there with real speed. So he's, he's, um, his closing speed, like the Everest, I thought he was flattered because they cut their throats up front and Nature Strip was curling up at the end of that, but he was entitled to, um, and Eduardo to some extent. So that was Masquerade just getting a more efficient ride. But the first up run last prep showed that he, his big closes can be real. They can actually be him accelerating and being fast. So that's, um, yeah, he's not, he's not disinteresting there. Home Affairs is, um, sort of, we're big on the, the three-year-olds, so we expect him to measure up to some extent. I'm not sure because I like to look at these things, as you know, through a little Monte Carlo lens and he's hanging on one. And it, he produces the big Coolmore run. Well, he still needs Nature Strip Eduardo and to some extent Masquerade to be off. I don't All think, of them. I don't think he can win. Well, he obviously can win because you're not – what price are you marking him hundreds? No. no. So you think he can win. Obviously. But yeah. let's be We've got to be sticklers here. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. I don't think he can win at a price I'm willing to take. Like, they're not going to bet a price I want about his chances. So that's why I say he can't win. Like, he's going to start single figures. I don't think he deserves to be. Mm. That's how I look at it. As in, he's never going to be a betting prop for me. Yeah. But the fact that he can win is relevant to other horses that you'd be interested in. I don't think he wins often enough to, to be inside where he is now. Like he's he's got to be a bit bigger than that, I think. Because, like I said, I mean, even if, like Mars let's, Crusade, let's call Nature good. Strip a fifty-fifty yeah. prop. I think he's probably even slightly better than that fifty-fifty prop to run somewhere near his best. Well, that's um, I know the connections are saying it's it's a given that Home Affairs is as good as him, but that's oh. it's uh, <laughs> it's scathing on Nature Strip. Yeah, I mean they they're just throwaway lines. I don't doesn't matter, but I mean they've got to say it mm. as well. But he's probably not likely to be as good as Nature Strip. I mean, it's mean, really good guys. How many have there been since Black Caviar? I think he is the best sprinter since Black Caviar. And Eduardo's got his measure over shorter trips and they're here to, to really play. So um, That's what I think. That, I think he's He's definitely more than a 50-50 prop to run. He's 1-2-5, isn't he? Yeah. 420, that's the bet, I think. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's any magnificent bet, but it's probably the bet in that market. Masquerade are about right. Yeah. Profiteer looks... Well, I would have, I would have thought well he's, found. Yeah, I would have thought he's a 20s chance. He just wasn't... I still think his best run was his second to Animo, and he, he, I know that it probably never really went right for him, to some, to, I guess, to some extent in the spring, and he's probably better than those spring runs, but they were conveniently clustered around a, a similar level and, and not a dissimilar level to, to where he was at two. So when they start clustering around that level, even if you're like, oh, I think he's better than that, there comes a point where it's like, well, he keeps running to about that level. So if you think he's better than that, there, there comes a point where it's like, well, prove it. It's a lovely chance to prove it here because um, he's going to be riding in the slipstream of maybe the two fastest sprinters on the planet. So um, Yeah, I did, I did enjoy a bit of commentary saying Profiteer's going to serve it up to them. Oh, my God. He's going to die if he tries to serve it up to Eduardo. Yeah, I mean, we I saw don't. what happened to Home Affairs when he tried to eyeball Nature Strip already. He blew up. Yeah, Nature Strip blew him up and nearly blew himself up in the process. But it was nearly a full kamikaze mission, but all's well. 
that ends well. I mean, you want we obviously team three year olds. We want them to, but I hope he runs well because I I think he's a cool horse for them to send overseas, which would be fun to watch. I think he's going. What's a pass mark for him? Do you think? I think if he doesn't, if he doesn't run top three, they're probably disappointed. But what's a pass for? Somewhere well, if he runs third, it's fine. If he runs fourth, it's like man, so somewhere in between there. I think the the idea that our weight for age ranks are thin. I think people gloss over that. Our sprinters are not thin. Like we have the Fab Four. Yeah. And they're elite. Like they're world class top four. Yep. And so for a three year old to come in and beat them, like he's the best three year old on the planet. Like Home Affairs beats Nature Strip, he's the best three year old on the planet. Sprinter. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he probably already is. You win the Coolmore like that. I see that's the biggest margin in the Coolmore in 30 years other than Gold Edition, who was serving it up to Miss Andretti after that. Like, that's their proper horses. So it's, um, yeah, his performance in the Coolmore is it was a big week and it was a big spring of of big performances. Did it get glossed over a little bit? I mean, everyone's it running was. around talking about Espiona. Like, he won the Coolmore, the big sprint that everyone targets by three lengths oh. and ran blistering time, like just blew them to bits. Yeah. Um, having been toughened up. And I think that's a, a good point as well. He got toughened up by running in that Everest. Running in the Everest was a, a good thing. Yeah. Attention trainers, run your horses in good races. It's good for them. <laughs> so he'd been there. He'd, he'd gone eyeball to eyeball with Nature Strip. So when he had to go eyeball to eyeball with Marine One, a bit easier. things felt pretty good for him. And he obviously got into a nice flow there. That's the other thing. He's got that one rating and he was, um, he got obviously, he was in the zone there. So could he... Can he go better? I mean, he's on profile. Of course, he can go better, right? He's spring three-year-old. He's he's had very little racing. Ooh, spring three-year-olds feels like a big, oh, big peak, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, I've fallen for this so many flying times. Flying Artie, this race, yeah, Flying Artie, Exosphere. I mean, surely J Max not going to go around the wrong <laughs> side of the track. Exosphere. It's going to. Uh, I don't think J Max going to go chasing a two hundred to one shot into the quicksand. Surely, don't think they'll do that again. Yeah, no, interesting race, and I, I think it's. Can you give us your market? Have you got your market? No, no, I haven't. I haven't really. No, that's good for the podcast. Yeah, but it won't be. I'm not going to be much, I'm much different. Like markets like this are, um, they're pretty established. If you're sitting there doing the form for this, and you think they've got one miles out for a race like this, you're wrong. You're miles out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Eduardo on Nature Trip should be closer than that. That's why I, when I, um, it's a narrow angle to take, but. I mean that's that's punting on horses, isn't it? But I, when you look at the the Monte Carlo of Nature Strip, first up for Waller versus Eduardo, short of twelve hundred for Pride, you get basically two thirds Eduardo, one third Nature Strip. So maybe that's that little angle would be my main go in yeah. the race. That'd be the one that I'd be interested in playing. So I'd back Eduardo, and I I will. How I'll good Joe Pride yeah. too during the week? Need more of it in racing. Yeah, that's fun. That's good. Put your chest out, and it's good because it's real. Like he is there to. You he's know, beat him his last two times yeah, first up. He's, he's ready to, you know, it is a good, it's a good head-to-head duel. J-Mac off Nature Strip. Yeah, he's only, he's only won more races on two horses than Nature Strip. Can you name him? Very Elegant. Yeah, that's one. So he's won nine on Nature Strip, ten on Very Elegant. He's won ten on one other. Can you name it? Really? Mm. When I tell you, you go, ah, oh, of course. It's just, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Is it Godolphin? No. No. They never last longer than 10 starts. <laughs> so for, who is it for Johnny O? No. No. I can't. Who is it? 
done deal. Ah. Uh, won 10 times on him. Good horse. That's three good horses to have won your most raises on, isn't it? Done deal, very elegant nature strip. Not a bad. Boy, oh boy. Not a bad collection. What's when, that time form scale? 129, 129, 127. Yeah, okay. When he rounds out his career, that honour roll is going to be unbelievable. Yep. The, What's, where are we rolling next? We'll stay in Melbourne. So just a summary, Eduardo, if we're having a bet, would be our play in the lightning. CSA stakes, we touched on three more in three minutes. A lot of flash at the top of the market, not a lot of substance at this point. Is that fair? Um, at this no, level, that's unfair. Unfair, I think. At this, le- I know what you're saying. I say, I think saying not a lot of substance is a bit unfair because Binstripe actually ran. Well, he hasn't done it at this level. No, but not at this level. But there is substance to what he's done. Um, like yeah. he is. Um, nice. It's not like he's completely flaky and no good. He's. Um, he was. It was hard to, to get a gauge on heavy track Moe, and Moe is one of these tracks when you get and. For whatever reason, it always seems wet at Maui. And when you're trying to do assess times at Maui, I reckon more than any other big country track, it seems to it's slow big time over the, the day. They get into it? or Yeah, and so he was early. So it's a very, um, I mean, there were some clues that you could you could make it a fast time. He won by five and a half lengths and was, you know, you didn't have to be too clever to figure out this is not this is not your average Moe Payton winner. <laughs> I reckon this could go all right. This could go. Um, but the time being clever with it and playing around, you, you, it was good. Yep. Um, and then he backed that up with some interest at, at the Valley. So he's, Good um, win too. Yeah, so he ran 106 speed figure first up at the Valley. Like that's, yeah, he's good. He's a group horse. Yeah. In a group, and in a group race. So that makes sense. But he does come up um, very tight because he's – one thing you couldn't do is make either of those wins better than the three at the top in terms of their peak ratings. I thought no. Captivant was good first up as well. Yeah, okay, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, I make him just okay, but I wouldn't have been expecting any better than just okay. Yeah, it was a barrier trial. It was very, like, he started hard in the betting. Yeah, I think the line... That what, do you, was, what are you Sydney punters up to? Well, <laughs> it was an easy line to draw. Polelli was favourite, and... He ran third in the San Domenico, splitting in the Congo. And Polelli, Polelli ran second there. There was yeah, nothing okay. between them. And then it was a pretty straight line. 1,200 first up, Polelli v. Captivant. It was, yeah, I don't yeah, think okay. it was that unusual. Yeah. And he was fine. Like, they absolutely walked in that. I don't think you could have wanted him to do much more. They send him down. You get J-Mac. He interests me. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. The other two for two, um, I mean, there's a few. There's Corona Lad as well, but he doesn't have the same. Better than average. I mean, won a class one at Sandown and be very interesting in a you know, similar handicap somewhere, but this ain't. Um, Pashiro's been a bit better than that. Two, two runs, two big closing splits, so we haven't seen the best of him at all. We haven't seen him in a real race, so he's... I get that he would interest some people, but I don't get that he's is he second pick in that market. Just about. Just about. It's exciting for me because that stable's taking up a fair chunk of this market. Yeah, and you don't like him. Nah, pen straight through. Yeah. I mean, he's clear. He's a he's a completely untapped talent, but that market is um, acting as if that he's a bit more tapped and he's shown a bit more. He's won two slow fast races, 
been fast at the end, sure, and he's clearly handy, but he seems pretty well found to me. The blue sky has been priced into it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the, the stable mate, it seems... I mean, I don't know whether the stable, what they think, but surely forgot you as... um. Runs on the board have got to count for something. Yep. Like he's been um, two group twos and he started even money in a vase. I know it's 1,400, but my suspicion is that he didn't necessarily want the last 40 metres of 2040 no. at the Valley, particularly <laughs> once it had tipped down and then he was always going to be flat as a pancake off that into the Tarby. But I don't think he was – I reckon he's a miler. So 1,400 here and I think he is a, he's one of the Australian Guineas chances – um, I would think you'd have to mark him shorter than the stable mate. There's a bit in this race because lightsaber obviously complete forgive, but he won the equivalent race. Zethus was good first up off a long break. Zethus surprised me, and I mean he started twenty, so he surprised plenty first up off a, a long break there. So um, got to have some hope, doesn't he? Like he's not. Um, if you have, who is? Oh, I suppose who's your lean? Who's your top pick? Do you know that's. Maybe that's why this race is really interesting is I don't think Pinstripe should be favourite, but who should is a, a genuinely open in, uh, open question. I, I'm i very confused other than to say I don't know the answer, but I know what the answer isn't. I don't think Pinstripe should be favourite. He, I mean, he's now anchored by these early prices. I reckon these early prices do anchor markets a yeah. bit. So he probably now does jump favourite. It's a little bit, you know, it's, a, it's not very not the same sort of race, but a similar scenario to like last week with Artorias. It was, um, I don't think you should be favourite. I have no idea. Mm. I can't pinpoint one to beat you, but I don't like you. Yeah. It's a good time to be a bookmaker. I'd be, yeah, filling the bag with 7 and 11 and letting the rest sort it out to some extent. Mananui, Kiwi Horse, so Captive yeah. Ants in there. We've got to give him some hope. They're side by side first up. And then we're five fifty and seventies, probably hundreds. I suppose the it's got to be something, doesn't it? Like yeah. he's going to be better fourteen hundred as well. Yeah, it was a different. So they finished side by side, but completely different races. So he's raced on speed in a walkers race and got gapped, and Captive on settled back in a walk and beat him home. So yeah, I know what you're saying. I yeah. don't disagree, but it is. Um, he's going to you put get compensated for that with um, the price a hundred to one or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. It seems a Potentially a bit big. It's interesting that they switch again. If down. you're swinging the bag and you're sitting there filling it full of seven and eleven, you're um, you're happy enough to have Mananui running for you. Yeah, yeah. Bowl forward for Nash. Sit somewhere up there and um, yeah. I have his guineas run in, in New Zealand, so I'm rated 105. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's I have his guineas run about as good as the favourite. Mm. So that's interesting. It is interesting. Historically. Is it a toe along when you lead? I always find those ratings a bit. Flat. Well, they're probably less upside. I don't know what you're saying. But it's still there. Average Hayes win 114 and a bit. There's just lots of little bits and pieces mm. that you can have running for you. Lena's Legend's you, a nice horse as well. Lena's Legend is a nice horse and he'll be better at 1,400. But a bit back. like Zethus. I mean, he was never um, – wasn't really a, a strong winning chance. I wouldn't have thought first up 1,200. He was really – Blowing the cobwebs off first up and, and did plenty. Same thing in his second up win last preparation, 106. I mean, if someone wanted to tell me they've Mark Lena's legend favourite here, I wouldn't be laughing him out of the room. Fair enough. 
I think again, I'd probably mark him just inside, mark him inside Bashiro. 13 runners. There's, well, the couple at the bottom I, I wouldn't really have in there. Mgar was, no, he's not. But we're pretty close to going 12 to 1 on the field here. First leg of the quaddy. You're going to, you go wide in your quaddy. You're really happy with, you know, you got a few flies in there, a few bolters. Are they going to run well? Oh, favourite wins. Favourite wins, yeah. yeah. That's what this race reeks of. We'll go to the duck back up the highway. The Sydney Sid- equivalent. Sydney equivalent and a lot straighter. The more we looked into that race, the more... Confused you got? Yeah. That was the plan. Yeah. All grey. I don't think the Sydney race is a lot more straightforward. Animo is $1.75. I couldn't tell you that's too short. I think that's probably about right. He, we weren't one to hide our disappointment in his performance first up, but even still that rating has him top pick almost in this race. Converge. Well, he ran about as well there as Ranch and Converge. And yeah. we saying he went terrible. So that sort of sums up his edge, I guess you could say, on these. Converge, they are reportedly going back from that draw, which means they're going to settle. I don't know where Tim Clark's going to get to. I think it's almost a chance he gets behind Animo, which means he has got none. Ranchan and Halal, I think, are the ones that are over the odds in the early market. They both got runs on the board. Silent Impact 650 to me seems very skinny. This is a big step up. He's going to lead, so I can understand you've got to give him some bonuses for having the speed map advantage. There's not a lot of speed in this race. Who's this, sorry? Silent Impact. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's come off the faster race then. So I think the edge in, I think, Silent Impact, I don't think he's single figures in this. Ranch and Halal would be the two that look overs. Pike loves a rail, inside draw. Pike barrier one. He loves it, lives for it. People who don't follow Perth Racing, this is what he lives for. Draws inside, he's going to settle closer than what he usually would. Pinch runs. Not sure what's going to be the place to be on the Halal should have been in the finish first up. His late, his late work there and his late speed there said he was about as good as the place getters, which mm. were Ranch Hand and Converge. So I can see that angle. And in fact, he looks at... I mean, especially if you're telling me... So Converge to me was in the market first up, hard in the market there because he had a little map angle. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me he doesn't have that angle anymore. No, it's gone. So I don't know that 1400 is necessarily a, a big boon for him over 12. And he loses his map angle. He's mm, gonna I really it. like Converge, but he's for later. Yeah. At those prices he is. If they are going to go back, if you do the map, there's not a lot of speed in this race anyway. And he doesn't have a better turn of foot than Animo. You're not going to be want to be on at all. His, his advantage in this race, I thought, was going forward. Silent Impact would ride shotgun outside him and Tim Clark be able to pinch a few. and They'd bully it. Bully it from the front. Animo be out the back. Can't run him down, but now they're going to settle next to Animo. Good luck, guys. Mm. Ranchan, for me, is probably going to get the best run on the map of the leading chances. He goes forward in a race with now no speed. I think Maurice Medad settles outside the lead. Silent Impact, and then Ranchan can get the 1-1 for McAvoy. How much Pike pokes up on the fence on Halau is going to be interesting. You'll get it right too, Karen. Twice the winner of the Colin Morikawa Award in our review. He's riding a lot better than his results would reflect. Yeah. If our awards mean anything, anyway. <laughs> Animo's got to get it back on track. I think he will. If he gets beat on the weekend, it's a little bit jury out for me. The jury's always out. Jury's already out. We're deliberating. I think Halal's the bet. I'll back Halal. 
at the price has to be, right? Mm. They can't Well, I think just looking at that, I I mean I'd probably I'd probably consider marking him second pick. Or at least alongside Ranch Hand, who also might even be a bit big. Especially if you're gonna be a cult, you know, I'm gonna cold. be chilly on Converge. And the other water boss. Water boss? Water bottle. The water bottle. Horse. Yeah, I mean, Gaze 2 might, I mean, if you mark Gaze 2, you can make them $10 chances and make Halal and Ranch Hand the, the second line. I mean, they'll, they'll be better than that Animo, surely, too, won't they? You'd think so. If you get black figures, I think black odds is good odds. He's better than Toss the Coin against them. I'd happily let him go. I'll back Halal. What else have you got for us in Sydney? Well, I was hoping you'd shed some light on the Silver Slipper because I looked at it and thought it was garbage. And it's not. No, the Silver not, Slipper historically is not. My view on the two-year-olds is, remains the same. Actually, I shouldn't say that. The two-year-old race in Melbourne this week is not disinteresting. But no, I don't really have a view on the Silver Slipper. I'm happy enough to watch them and hope to be impressed. I mean, Queen of the Ball looks pretty good off last start, doesn't it? Mm. Well, you've got the two here that are off the bias, right? That leaden one. And they're... Yeah, and she's one. That was her and... Best of Bordeaux. Best of Bordeaux. Form's worked out behind them, but I'm not sure if that's a push for the Queen of the Ball was faster and the market goes, yeah, she was faster. So it all looks... I don't think there's a lot to add there, is there? No, Shalatin, I think, is the best horse, but that's not his race. He'll go back and he'll be the flashing light. Okay. No, I'm, uh, I have no real opinion there. That's a. I'm still sitting back with the two-year-olds and... Hoping. Yep. They need to impress me, not the other way around. So nothing on the preludes last week? No. No, I didn't think there were... I didn't think there was much there. I mean, something's got to win the Blue Diamond. Maybe it's... Maybe the angle is, you know, Jack and O hasn't really had a chance to... To run his race yet, so maybe he's the one to to take the step up. He bombs the start again. Yeah. So from those Sydney races, the if you go to the Melbourne two-year-old, the Talendert, 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 whatever we want to call it, Racamello was the against the bias horse. Yep. Renoso was disgusting first up. Oh, went awful. Even so, James even said it. So it's interesting to me that jockeys would tell you that Renoso's the the number one seed there. They didn't throw up any excuse for the first up run other than he just ran a poor one, which they can do. And I often like backing horses off poor ones because I feel like that sort of... Market overreacts. Yeah, probably a little bit. But yeah, Racamello would have to be interesting there because there's just no there's no form that's particularly good amongst it all. Miss Hellfire's win before the Magic Millions is probably the best speed figure in the race. God, that's not my same. Waltz on by and and I'm loving you ran in the fast preview. I'm loving you bomb the start, so she was probably the pick of those two runs. Similar to Jack and I haven't she's run competitively there, but we haven't seen her really run a race. But I threw up Lambda as a, a bet here actually because I thought she was pretty good late on. She's got a nice profile, and she, I th- I don't think the bar is very high. Doesn't look so she's twenty six bucks in places and. A little bit like we were saying with the Hayes before, I it's a very flat market because there's just not a standout in it. Well, I think it should be a very flat market. So a little knockout chance like her appealed a little bit. And Racamello, I would I wouldn't talk anyone out of Racamello off Sydney form. Probably a good run. At least you've got something to, to hang on. Something. 
Splits were good. They booked Ollie. Ollie would have rode Renoso first up, but he got injured. So oh, then Fred okay. rode it. And then they've probably put Ollie on to be like, all right, is he gone? Sort of what's the what's happening here? Yeah. And then Fred Kersey rides the stable mate. Yeah, interesting race. What was your best this weekend? In the vanity, I made it. Um, probably trying to be a bit too clever, to be honest. But I made it Cardigan Queen, the top one. I sectionals horse. Yep, she was. Yeah, she was fast first up. Um, I thought I could make her the same. I I didn't think there would be much between her and Socialist, so I, I would have marked them equal top picks. And I'm a little bit the sort of all these twelve dollar chances. I'm fourteens and twenties, so. I didn't um I didn't love any of the the fringe bits and Barb Raider I saw was um I think concussion plates on and oh, I oh yuck and I was just didn't um yeah I mean that that three year old filly's form in the the spring was um like she's the only I think there's there's two horses in this race that have run in a group race Ancient Girl was one of them she was twenties and got well beaten in the Guineas Pro and Barb Raider's the only one that's actually had the that sort of been to had a go at this level, and she ran a cracker and placed in a thousand guineas, and that's that's good. But it wasn't a it wasn't a strong thousand guineas, and I she looks a little bit overfound to me. Socialist ran in the um, behind King of Sparta, second to I am Lethal, third to King of Sparta. That's solid. Geez, King of Sparta was terrible last week. Yeah, he's. I mean, I mean, he was worse. Than he was obviously at the Gold Coast. It wasn't that he was completely found out, but to some point, to some extent, it's, he's not a he's no superstar. No, and neither is socialist. But you don't. She's not going to need to be. But I still thought that the stablemate had at least as good a hope. And I thought she's yeah, as I said, terrific first up. Two wins for socialist. Ran with Kensington and Canterbury, and the heavy track at Canterbury. To me, that's gross for Sydney. Yeah. If I yeah, for me doing four more. In Sydney, Canterbury and Randwick Kensington wins get a massive downgrade from me. So, obviously, the King of Sparta run looks good, and Jamie Carr, Mara Eustace, I get it. But if I'm betting this off Sydney form, yuck! I wouldn't be backing it in Sydney, so I'd be against. I think she's um, the two male horses that deserve to be equal favourites. The way I saw it, I made her my best in Melbourne. In Sydney, after now saying that Canterbury form is legless and you don't like it and you hate it, what was your best in Sydney? My best in Sydney was Mighty Beal. Oh, the I thought you were going to say Abel William. Like, he's coming off Canterbury, you mug. Yeah, <laughs> but he's coming off a good Canterbury run, which is back, switching in, yuck. Like it's so you just, hate Canterbury except when you don't? I hate Canterbury in terms of... Because all horses that win are priced up shorter at their next start. The market loves winners. And I think wins... They're, the market's right to love winners. Yeah, it is. But wins at Canterbury, I think... You should always downgrade, unless they're going back to Canterbury, like for like. I would always downgrade a win at Canterbury. I think the trick is to grade them correctly in the first place. Well, that's your job for Sydney, and sometimes you get it wrong, so I've got to, <laughs> I can't help that. I've just got to work with what I've got. I will touch on Abel Willie. Now, I've done all this before you went back and downgraded his run at Canterbury, so... This is a bit hard for me because I've based this off what I thought was 105 rating at Canterbury first up and you're telling me it's not anymore. But I think he's a really nice horse. You don't often see Chris Wallart 
deep end them at their second start, threw him in the list of company, actually started favourite. The market loved him. Wide throughout, does plenty wrong. I love those horses because once they get it right, you're going to see a real horse. It's a great race. This is an absolute ripper. Mazu return, returns as a gelding. He's trolled up really well. So Always. here's an interesting question then. Yeah. Mazu is, you're talking about horses that are figuring out as they go. Mazu is all over the shop. Yeah. Too, too keen, learning, put it together before a break. Beats Able Willie. Yeah. Turns up now. It's got to concede him a run. But should they not be close? Should they not be the same price? I think the conceding a run and conceding weight, and he didn't actually beat Abel Willie all that far. So it was a win, but he didn't. Abel Willie did plenty wrong, and now he meets him better at the weights, gets a fitness edge, and I thought what he did first up at Canterbury was better than anything he's ever done. Haven't seen Marzu back. That would be... The interesting one is the Gerald Ryan horse. It's obviously unbeaten in three starts, but for us it's not there on ratings, but it's going to get... The favours, I always find these horses hard to assess because I'm against from a form perspective, but then he's going to get the better race shape or he's going to get the... He's too short. He's not good enough. Um, <laughs> 160, 162 back. runners last two years, Canterbury to Rose Hill. They have beaten 12, 12.2% less horses home. So they be expected because he race stronger races typically at Rose Hill. But they don't, you're right. They, it, it tends to be... Weaker, it's always, Canterbury. It's, always it's reflected nice in the ratings as well. If you actually go through them, you actually figure out they're actually pretty good. The ratings, yeah, yeah. you keep drumming them into me. And speaking of them, the horse that seems so from Melbourne, we've got Zapateo, nice filly, and she's priced well. Oh, you don't think so? She's priced inside she's mixed the, moment. She's the trendy tip. Is she? She'll be the trendy tip. Yeah, I think she'll start shorter than what she is now. Hmm. I think Mink's moment's a barrier trial first up. I think these horses are all on... So why do, why, why do we say that? Jockey booking and barrier. Tommy Berry is one of the best jockeys in Australia. Yeah, but if he was top pick, Huey would be on. Interesting, because I make him better performed than all of them. Yeah. Admittedly, not by much over Marzu's good win before a break, but... His first up win at the Valley was good. Winner, first up, 1,200. Smash Porter Louis, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So I make, like Zapateo, I've got a stone slower than Mink's moment. So that, that looks wrong to me. She had four starts, a long break, she comes back. Trialed well, going to uh, get the right run. Yeah, Tommy trial, goes back. Me. I think that's why the market is the way it is. And yeah, she's the, it's always the way. You've got two up the top of the market, Abel Willie. He's going to get back. Tim Clark, whether or not this is the hardest test for the favourite. So people are like, oh, I don't like those two. And then the next one, oh, Zapateo, trialled well, nice profile, drawn well. So she's the trendy tip. But I think all these horses are going to be on the path towards the Arrowfield, these three-year-olds. I think they're the second wave. They want to big up the Arrowfield like it's a, it's a group one. It's not. It's the second tier. If you're good enough to run in a group one, you run in the TJ. It's not a group one of Zapateo is getting involved. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean her. I meant the Colts. Oh. Marzu, Abel Willie, Mix moment. I think those three will, I'd say you'll see him next in the fireball in two weeks. And then I'd say the Derby Munro in two weeks after that. And then it's three weeks to the Arrowfield. I'd say that's the preparation for those horses. If they go that way, if they can get there. But, you know, it's a benchmark 78. They're a fair way off what you need to win an Arrowfield. It's actually not as big a gap as you think. 
Uh, so you need to run about 116 to win the arrow field. I'd make them all in the hundreds, low hundreds, easy. So yeah. it's about three lengths that they've got to find to win the arrow field. So I actually have expect a few to win the arrow field in this. I think it'll be a good form race. They look nice horses. And I know you think Abu Willie because he's in those colours, he's looking for further, but he's a sprinter, right? I guess he is. I think Mazu will get further. I wouldn't be surprised if Mazu, if if they could teach him to settle and if he comes back a a more professional horse this time, he might be more a carbine club horse than a um, Arrowfield. Yeah. But we'll find out. Anyway, I think Mink's moment looks a bit big there. And rounding out Sydney, I will give my best bet. I know you're setting me up for failure there, but... The Parramatta Cup for me looks a good betting opportunity. On Tont, just looking at the early market, I think there's a bit of juice there because On Tont's too short, six fifty. I think it's closer to a nine ten dollar chance. First up, conceding a fitness edge weight away. Yeah, I think he's got loftier targets down the track, so I think he's too short. And then you've got No Compromise, who's been really good in two runs back, but he's going to be last. So, last. Yeah, fourteen. He's going to be last. So five fifty. Grim. No chance. So he's sort of, you've got to mark him, I guess, single, you have to mark him single figures on form, but he's $9. So then the two, the third and fourth pick in the race, they come out. And I think Mighty Bill and Too Much to Bear are the bets in the race at the current quote. Mighty Bill was, the way the race was run, Jamie Carr got away with murder on Frosty Rocks. He was out the back. And I thought at the time, disappointing live. And then when you do the sectionals, this was clearly just a tune-up for this race. He went 56 days in between runs for that. His win prior in the Christmas Cup was very good. Down in the weights, T-Bez, every chance from that inside draw, handles wet or dry. He looks a cracking bet at 440. I thought he was easily the best bet of the day and I'll be saving on too much to bear. People will watch his last start win and go, oh, he took so long to get there and had to balance up and blah, blah, blah. And they'll knock the win, but that win rates well. And the same thing, McAvoy just going to pinch runs down in the weights. Our boy, the Colin Morikawa winner, two-time winner, riding well. They're clearly the top two for me in the race. I reckon he's going to have to give that an absolute gem to win on that. He will. Mm. I would. I mean, I didn't watch. I don't. I don't replay or video, but so I don't know what it looked like. But it was it seemed, ugly. It seems like he's racing much better horses now. There's some interesting horses in that, actually. I mean, Great House was had an awesome spring when they figured out that he's not a miler. So he seems a bit like, I know first up he's probably yeah. not winning, but he might be a bit big. Nickajack Cave probably needs a run, but he's interesting because he's got some pretty good numbers overseas. Skyward, same. Was he okay first up, Skyward? Yeah. I mean. Not the right race. Oh, he's in the frosty race as you well. You can't back that stable in town. You're <laughs> kidding. Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting horse because he... Um, They're all barrier trialling. Yeah, so. got that little bit of form over there in France that says somewhere in there he's... Shiraz is Shiraz the same, yeah. It's Shiraz was really, really well fancied. First up. First up in Melbourne in the spring with good numbers in France that said he might have been... Oh, that's not... Uh, what's a good comparison? The American Dunedin is a terrible comparison, but let's make it anyway. The money said he was something like one of those. Like he win a Bart Cummings and go into the Melbourne Cup with a chance. Um, he's Sydney Cup. Yeah. He's about six or eight pounds light on for those two and then just ran poorly anyway. But he's got to be – he's interesting, isn't he? Mm. It's actually a really interesting right? – I I don't disagree with um, Mighty Beal. It's probably the one that's there to to win that. But behind it – yeah, there's some interesting horses in that. 
that can be a um we'll be dissecting this race oh where did lunchies go wasn't it not was it in this race i'm not too sure but he's not he's not now as you say who cares where they're going until they're accept good point i make a good point all right guys that wraps us up good luck on the weekend cheers